What's happening? We back. Another episode of RLP. We got a new uh new guest in again. It's your boy Joe. Amp, what's good? Like he said, another episode of RLP, man. So let's go ahead and get into it, man. We got a special guest in the building. Let him introduce himself. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. DJ, how are you on? You already know what the hell going on, man. Yes, What's sir, up? Man. Yes, sir. Yeah, we was chopping up for a minute. We should have recorded all that shit. I think we <laughs> might have to put that behind the scenes, man. <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and just kick it. Uh, just go ahead and go into it, man. Just go ahead. Where you from? Because I know you're from Toronto. So oh, I'm just going to spoil that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Toronto. Damn. Okay. So how long you been, uh, been in Jack's? No, I ain't go cap. I've been in Jacks for a little minute. My dad actually got like a good job out here, uh-huh. so we actually moved when I was pretty young. But we used to go like literally every summer. We used to go right back to Toronto. Got you, got you. All right, you 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 listen to Drake new album? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on now, you. you <laughs> I was waiting for it. Come on now, <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yes, that motherfucker is fire. If you have, if you think that motherfucker trash, I don't know if you know music now, but right. he, he put one together. It might not be for your ears, yeah. or but it's for somebody ears. Someone is rocking out to that bit right now. So yeah. let me let me let me ask you. So a bunch of people were saying it was ass. I know you've seen the little. Backlash oh yeah, yeah definitely, definitely, definitely. I guess people thought it was just gonna be like all rapidy rap and shit. So you a DJ and shit. So you be in the club scenes, you be in the parties and shit. Mm-hmm. You think that Drake gonna ring off in the in the parties? Oh, definitely. Well, what's it called? It's all about the right scene. That's all that really is, bro. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people fail to realize that all clubs are not the same. Like yep. when you go to a, you might get a Miami vibe. They might throw it in Miami vibe, and you be just vibing. All of a sudden, they just slipping in, and you still vibing. They just go to the next song. You just was in the club vibing. You didn't even know it, but. It just really it just it's all about placement with those songs like right. know sure. where to play it when to play it and that's where they really be winning at with marketing and stuff like that all right so you Drake ain't playing shit. that in jacks oh uh, yeah well there's a couple clubs you can <laughs> slip you might slip it in with with your miss or, or maybe a club heavy you might get away with it but right, right. Yeah, yeah it's just the area there so you feel like if you was to play that shit in miami to ring off but like in jacksonville not so much yeah i mean yeah it's just like when you go to miami it's like a whole different market though so like especially compared to there's more european there's more diverse cultures out there rather than jacksonville you know it's more predominantly black people who are going out and really going to the club scenes and stuff like that so well in, in in certain areas but you do have a there's like a good college crowd with a lot of mixed people or where you can get those away with so so let me ask you this. So when you be DJing all over in different cities and shit, do you like peak like the demographic and whatnot for your city? Oh, definitely, like, definitely. Let's say you about to, y'all about to go out to like Minnesota or some shit. Like, do you just like play like, I don't want to use that word. Do you play like white people music? I'm about to use another <laughs> word. Like, I don't want to be too problematic on here. Like, do you just play like. Oh, no. What's it called? So like. I'm one of the people who real deal sit there and go online and look up what's the top hot, hottest songs in this area. And if I can't really find some, or I'll ask somebody who I know from that area. I'll be like, okay, bro, what, what, what's the songs y'all really be listening to? Yeah. Just so that I know right before I go on stage, I can play uh, or try to aim for that same demographic right. type shit. Right. Have you ever like been to a city like you try to like engage the demo and then like you just go out there and you just see a completely different crowd than what you say. expected. Oh, definitely. That happens all the time. Especially when we went on tour, but that shit was, you'll think you're going to like the most hood spot. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. What's it called? This place is so hood. And then you get there, it's just straight white people in there. Well, not really. I want to say white people, but it's like a, a mixed crowd. And you can really slip in down there anything you want yeah, type yeah. shit. And then really, what's it called? A lot of the times, like hood songs are good for like a good like amount of like your I wouldn't say really hood songs but like your Jeezy's and mm. along those lines but those are really good for like some you might get away with some if they got like a somewhat of a diverse track if you get what I'm saying yeah but it just it just depends really I better been some places where you'd be like man it's probably gonna be like nothing but like white people out here ain't gonna be that many black people and you get out there, oh yeah, like definitely. But black people, I'm like, yep, perfect. <laughs> you perfect. know, you know, it's funny. I was watching y'all probably seen this too on the movie Belly. How the dudes was like from Nebraska, and they was just like hood niggas from Nebraska. Oh yeah, right. definitely. And I was like, bro, when you hear Nebraska, you think it's like nothing but like white people out there. Then like 
you seen them niggas out there they were just sell, out there selling drugs and shit i was like damn that's crazy I was say, no it's crazy know, one man. of my homeboys he from alaska what's it called he was stationed in alaska and he was like bro there's tons of black people out here and it really blew my mind i'm like damn for real he was like yeah bro it's like a little cult or a little crew was but <laughs> yeah, it yeah. definitely is, a, it is there's black people out there for sure that's funny yeah they crazy. better than me <laughs> definitely better than me as soon as i would have seen that below zero i would have been like Fuck, no. like, yeah, go ahead and get it brother go ahead. they got good jobs out there so oh, they got like great jobs oh, yeah. but if you really go back and look at them jobs <laughs> like nigga, you got a risk of dying every other day oh yeah definitely yeah. Your, your your chance of dying is like 85 percent. they gonna pay you good now though for yeah, sure yeah. But just know it's gonna come with some. I heard it be like nighttime for like three months straight out there. I like. I oh yeah, definitely. Shit. What's it called? Yeah. They be saying like it's only daytime for probably like two, three hours of the day, and then the rest of the day is dark. Man, look, that shit would have a nigga depressed. Oh, <laughs> hey, nigga, I'd wake up, bitch! Like Lord, damn, I missed the fucking daytime. Is today the day? <laughs> oh, can y'all imagine Jacksonville just be dark for three months? Like, oh, nah. fuck, no, get, it, I mean that house all the time. Nefarious activities. <laughs> I mean that house twenty four seven. It should be like Batman out there. Like, you say you want to do the podcast? Yeah, pull up to the house. It's okay. <laughs> Niggas will be getting hit left and right for sure. Definitely. So you mentioned being on tour and such. Let's talk about that, man. Who you on tour with? Oh, you know my boy Seti Hendrix. Seti Hendrix. Right. If you right. don't know Seti, man, go ahead and tap in with my boy. Come on now. Sir. get with the program he's gonna be up next soon i promise to you yes indeed so uh tell us a little bit about it man how was uh the tour life for you oh no it was like a great experience it's like something that i always dreamed of doing like but now it's like you can actually see it and you can perfect it now but it, it's it's reachable for people who want to do it like as long as you just keep going i remember when i first started i was just like damn I really want to be on that road. I can only imagine going city to city. And right, right. Yeah, and then you finally get to do it. And then you really see it, and it really opens your eyes because there's so much out there that you can reach and do, and people got so many different jobs and all type of shit, and what they be telling you, what they do, what they life. And, mm. and even when you go to the, some of those different little cities, they be like, you be looking around, you be like, damn, bro, people actually real deal have a whole daily basis life out here, like yeah, living day crazy. to day. And they be like, damn, I would never live, think, live here. Type shit, but it's really the deal. I open up for real. All right, so two questions in one. What's your favorite city to visit on the tour, and like, what city showed y'all the most love? Uh, it was oh. a couple. It was a couple. Also, throw some stories in there too. Uh, that yeah. won't get you in trouble. Oh no no no! no. You know, <laughs> you know, I don't play on top of games. Uh, <laughs> uh, but. I'm gonna say the best city I love going to would be from the tour. I would just say LA, just because it's always like a dream to just see how people really get to make it that far for real. Yeah. And see how people have their whole life set up and it's going great. They got big houses, all type of stuff. And it's like, dang, someone actually really reached this potential in their life to get yeah. to that uh, position. Yeah. But. Wait, what? Yeah, what, what happened? <coughs> oh, <laughs> oh nah. <laughs> nah, nah, that wasn't called. Yeah, we, we just ain't do the show in LA. All some bullshit just because it was a lot of a lot of heat. Niggas were trying, and it was during COVID. So, really, we were trying to squeeze in, trying to make a lot of things happen. But I feel like LA probably would have been our most turnt show. But really, I, I don't know. Me personally, I like Raleigh. Like yeah. Raleigh, North Carolina, they just showed like the most. What Raleigh every time nice. we, we went out there, Every single time we do a show out there, it's nothing but love, for real, for real. Like you can actually genuinely feel it. Like, oh yeah, they fucking with us, for real. Yeah, yeah. They got a great music scene in that North Carolina area, especially in the Triangle. Uh, shout out to them. Uh, a lot of great talent. You know what I mean? So what? yeah, yeah. I could imagine um, that being one of the better shows for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. And it, what's it called? And it seemed like they're more accepting to exactly what's going on. Like I was just about to say that they're, they're very open to like. Not to say uh, underground, but independent, up and coming artists. Definitely. You know what I mean. I feel like they show just as much love to those artists as they would and do to some of the some of the major artists. I ain't gonna say um, you know everybody going up there and you getting Drake type love, but you know what I mean. Like you definitely get a major support. Like that's one of those cities to where if you perform there, that shit will mentally boost you to keep going. Oh, you know definitely. what I mean. It's like. I did this, I right, cool, I can do more, you know? Exactly. What's it called? Even when like when we was on the tour and we hit the stage, it just you just feel it. It's like, okay, cool. We in the building. 
They know us, and they feel like, okay, yeah, now we're comfortable. We can actually put on a good show, and they're going to rock with us all the way through. They singing it, verse right. for verse, all type of shit. So it's like that interaction really is really what boosts you. Just like you said, it's like, yeah, it gives you that spark that to feel like, yeah, I'm still here with it. Yeah. So, like, going on tour, like, you just made tour, being on tour sound fun as fuck. So, like, what's the good things about being on tour, and, like, what's the bad things, if there is any bad things about oh, being on tour? Uh, it goes both ways. It goes both ways. But uh, yeah, what's it called? I was on the road with my dog too, a uh, chop. But <coughs> I always start with the good things. The good things about it is just like you get to wake up. It's always a new face, new city. You get to learn something new. You get to do something new. You get to feel. So you get to feel new in a different city and, and get to experience their culture type shit. And really, the only thing that was really bad about it is like you said. Of course, you you on the road with people. Like you close with, so of course it's like we family on there. So of course when you with family, you always gonna argue, you always gonna someone's gonna feel some type of way about something. Yeah. But it's really at the end of the day, we all got the same mission. We all know it's like okay, cool. We know that if we keep pushing each other, we all gonna make the make it to that final goal for real. Right, right. But yeah, it's not really nothing nothing too bad about it for real, for real. Nothing that will prevent you from. Oh, definitely yeah. not. What's it called? <laughs> even even all the little little small things like. It just really just drive you like, okay, cool. What's it called? I just know the next tour is going to be better. We already right. done learned that. Uh, we already done learned what was wrong with that. Cool. We done chopped that up. Cool. We, even, we got past that. Let's build. All right. So on tour, what's your favorite song to, to you know, perform? Oh, it's it? Uh, what's it called? Are you talking about from Say It Say or are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, yeah. oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, we're gonna give him some, you know what I'm saying? Give oh, yeah, him his yeah, flowers yeah. and whatnot while you Oh, definitely, on. definitely, definitely. What's it called? My favorite set, a song from his set, I wanna say Low Key. Now, Low Key always gonna be my one, one of my favorites just cause it's just yeah, how, how that bit hit. Like, it's always gonna, you know, 808's hitting on that bit. It just sounds great. And then my second one, hands down. Okay. Just cause how you coming on that beat, he's talking his shit, letting people know exactly what his standpoint is in the game and how you coming. And how you want people to feel about him? Yeah, I ain't never seen said perform before, but like my favorite song from him is uh, "Dicky Suits" with the V Loan. Oh, okay, Dicky's and V Loan. That yeah. shit's so hard. Did he performed that. <laughs> that oh, no, what's so it called? Hard. It's so crazy when uh, we first started doing shows. That's that used to be one of his. Uh, I think he used to come out to that song. Oh, okay, that's yeah. So I play nine oh four once a month. You know, he said once a month just to let me know where yeah, I'm at. Yeah, you know, what <laughs> like I let that bitch bang. That's like my anthem. You right. know what I'm saying? Oh, what's it called? And I be telling him, I'm like, bro, said got some great anthems from bangers, yeah. and it's gonna really hit home when you really dig deep into his music for real. Especially from Jacksonville, like it's it, he's doing his thing for real. And yeah. I don't really like when it comes down to like music and shit like that. Like I really, I feel like I do have a like a great ear for it. So like when I really be hearing said music, I can hear the like the diversity yeah. between a lot of people who are coming up in the game for real. And he really stands out. He gives me like a, a Kanye or a Drake vibe type thing, or or like even bigger for real, like a J Cole, just cause how he pinpoints himself away from everything, but he can also come on that mic and let you know exactly how you're coming for real. So from a DJ standpoint, how do you feel it is like? Let me ask. Let me uh reverse it a little bit. Ask it another way. How important is a DJ in an artist set? Oh, when they're performing. Oh man, what's I forgot who we was at the studio. We had a whole argument about this. Hmm. I seen one of these people go on stage without a DJ. I'm not gonna name the artist, but I seen him go on stage without a DJ, and I was like, wow, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like a DJ is always going to be that person who elevates a uh, artist, and like no matter mm. what, when you go on that stage, that's what he's there for. He's supposed to help you boost up the encouragement and, and also fill in those little empty pockets. If you feel like you can, as an artist, not every artist is feels as confident on that stage as you think they do. Like right. they yeah. feel like he man in the booth because it just be them. But when it goes to that stage, you see thousands of people. Sometimes you do need that help. Or and some some artists feel like, okay, cool. I don't need. It. I just need a band, and that's cool. But I always feel like that DJ is always a great asset to you, just because it adds that flavor to you, flavor to your set. Like he, he that DJ can also also spice it up for real, for real. Right. Especially if right. he knows what he's doing for like the intros, the outros. Yeah. Make sure that he's reiterating that he's make sure people follow you. All type, all those little shit. Man, it yeah. really matters. Yeah, sure. so ad libs, all that. You shit. feel I me? Mean? Sometimes you what's it called? An artist might go out there, he's out of breath. 
yeah, and now he yeah. just got to stand there because he ain't got no DJ. He just got to stand there and take water. And now people are like, damn, this nigga just yeah. came up on stage and, <laughs> and, and lollygagged up this bitch. But yeah. really, nigga ain't got no DJs to fill in those blanks. So yeah. it's really, you can see when it counts for real. When you're on stage, do you like ever improvise anything? Like, oh, definitely. You just like feel a, feel a mood and you're like, all right, I'm about to switch shit up. All right, well, it's, I don't really go out off of my mood. It's really mostly Sid. So Sid, we might do some more intimate shows where people actually know him for real, for real. So he'll be like, shit, what y'all want to hear? And then so he'll take someone who will shout something out from the crowd and we'll, we'll go like just like that. So it really just depends on him. Like I might feel like, uh, I'll be like, you know what? Uh, if he might miss a step or something like that, I'll reiterate what we're supposed to do or something like that in a, like a, a nice fashion. So he get it and he'll be like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go this way, fuck that. Yeah, so yeah. it's really again goes back to having that great coordination with the DJ for real. That's what's up. That's what's up. I ain't want to step on it. I thought you had a question. Oh yeah, man. Um, so what is some of the what? How do I put this? What's some advice that you would give to uh, up and coming DJs? That's a good question. Because we don't have many DJs on. I definitely uh, would like to get your perspective on that. Man, just keep going. That's all it is. Just keep going. But I, I, but I can't even tell you how many times I sat there in my car and looked at myself and was like, but this ain't for me. Like, <laughs> I'm not even from, especially I'm not even from this city. So, like, I don't got no family here, nothing. So, really, I got to go twice as hard than the average DJ who cousin or auntie might run the whole uh, Vice Star Arena or wherever it may be. I just know I just got to go twice as hard or, or wherever it may be. But, really, I just sit down and tell them, like, yeah, bro. You got this, bro. Just keep going. Yeah. No matter what nobody says to you, just put your face out there. Sometimes you may have to do do that free shit. That's what a lot of people want fear to, fear to do. Yeah, that, that free shit. That's where they're like, oh yeah, bro. I don't want to do it because you know uh, I'm not getting paid this, that, and third. But there's a lot of things that uh, a lot of people don't know that a lot of these big DJs take that zero check just to get that plus up just to get in that position is what what you're gonna do in that position that's gonna really bring the money elevate in. you yeah. after that because i can do a free show right here and i say i get seen by thousands of people but now one of those thousand people want to pay me a thousand dollars and he might want to pay that bit every single week now yeah. so now i just it, it's really just when it come back down to it, you just got to keep going. It's just the grind of it. Like it's, you're gonna have ups, you're gonna have downs. It's with everything. They're gonna tell you, yeah, bro, you gotta stay consistent and just want to be hungry with it. Yeah. Come up with new ways, be different, just uh, set and make your mark in the game. Like that's all they want you to do. Really. Yeah, that go with a lot of things. Everybody just think you just got to get paid out the gate. Sometimes, sometimes take niggas like years. They gotta do shit for free for years before you finally get that check. So. Bro, when I first started, I was doing house parties back to back, and I was telling people, "Yeah, bro, just just tell me when you need a DJ. Whenever you throw anything, I'm there. Yeah. That's all I want. Just call me. I'm I'm coming with my little board or just my computer. I'm pulling up. And I'm trying to DJ in that bit. Right. I might not be raw, but I'm, I'm damn sure gonna be in that bit, and people gonna know me." But that's literally all I had in my head. All I just wanted to do was DJ. Like, I come from a whole family of DJs. So when it came down to it, I'm just like, okay, cool. If I put my face in that position and, <coughs> and they just keep seeing me, of course they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I know him. Just get him. Call him real quick and see if right, you want to come. Right. And then later on down the line, you get that one call and be like, hey, bro, just pull up. I got 150 for you real quick. Just to, uh, just to uh, do a little song. Okay, cool. We start with 150. Now I'm gonna build from 150 to 200. Now 200 to 250. To 250 to 300. So now yeah. it's really just an elevation thing and a mind thing too. Gotcha. All right. So since you came from a family of DJs, did like anybody in your family give you like any advice or anything? Uh it's so crazy because I want to say they didn't give me advice, but it was more like a. I came. I I always wanted to. I was always into like promotion with like parties and stuff like that. So I was started. I started from there. So when I first came, I, I remember when I, we moved here. Like my dad always had like this little turntable downstairs, and I always used to like just randomly just play with it. And he he like has this back in Toronto. He has like this really big room just full of records. Like him and his brother collected from years. So it's like they they both was uh, deep down into DJ. They got a whole DJ set up in the garage. Everything. But when we moved here, he was one day he was just on the computer just playing around with the uh, I think it was like virtual DJ, mm -hmm. and I came in the room and I was like, damn, uh, where you got that from? And he was just like, oh yeah, you can uh, you can download it. it's free. Just just mess around with it. 
So literally that day, I literally went up to my room, downloaded on my old. It was like an old computer. <laughs> yeah. I downloaded on the old computer, and uh, I literally just started playing with it. Just downloaded all the songs that I like, and it, it came with like air horns and all that so, shit like that. So my boys was always known for just throwing like little parties and shit like that. So one night, I just I was like, "Y'all boys, uh, shit, let me uh go come up here and uh DJ type shit." And literally, I'm up there with a speaker, uh, like a surround sound speaker, like with a DVD player. Mm. Like, you know how you hook it up to your TV? I hooked yeah, it yeah, up yeah. to my computer, like through an aux cord. I had like the little surround sound speaker, and then I just had a computer sitting on top of it. And that's it. No turntables, nothing. Yeah, it turned up, though. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> what's it called? And it really just started from there. And then what's it called? Going back to like my, my people, like... Uh, even my uh, my uncle, he used to do like little house parties and tours. And my dad used to tell me all the time, yeah, uh, your, your your uncle, he used to help uh, pick my crates up and bring it into the parties. But with like advice and everything, they really didn't kind of push me to mm. DJ anything. They used to always hit me with the, you think you can support yourself with that? Yeah. But uh-huh. that was it called? But it's always that taking that from that, it's just like, okay, cool. That means I'm going to show you I can support myself. From yeah. that. And really still here with it you feel me so all right it, it, i didn't really get too much but it's really the the drive and seeing their love for it and now they seeing what i do with it now they like oh yeah okay cool like i i just dj my sister's wedding <laughs> and, I right. just, and i never would even imagine or thought i would have did that and then even my dad that's the prep literally the first time he's ever heard me dj and he's the whole time looking at me like well, what the hell? Yeah. Every time I put, every time I play like an old school track, he come up to me. What? What? What you know about that? <laughs> I'm like, man, come on now, come on. I'm in the game now. Come on, don't do me like that. So you, know do you uh, you crate dig or you keep everything digital? Oh no, I crate. I was called? I literally have crates, but I also just my favorite thing is I go through my all like my whole like library. So. I'll probably go through it like from start to bottom, just going up, building up like momentum, first layer, second layer, third layer, fourth layer. But really, I, I, if I feel like a mood, like say someone come up to the DJ booth, I'm like, hey man, go into like a reggae set real quick. I should go to reggae set from where I'm at, uh, like basically riding like BPM wise. And I'll be like, okay, cool. I'm gonna just start it right here, go into a, a little reggae set. So it's really like, it's kind of in between what, what I'd be doing. It's just, I don't really have a, like a favor or anything like that. Yeah. So, uh, what's some of your what's some of your favorite records personally, or genres of music that'll be easier? So, what's what's some of your favorite genres? Nah, I ain't gonna count a uh, real deal like a uh, reggae. Uh, yeah, reggae for sure. I ain't gonna count. I have a real new new found love for. Uh, that New York drill music. I ain't gonna count to you. For real, for real. I really do have a, a, a new love for it. Just cause ha- like it, like the bounce of it. You can really just throw it in there. And there's always people from like, it seems like there's always people from New York or or around that area who's in the club at the moment. And they'll I'll throw it on and they'll it'll low key turn it up real quick. So, but I can mainly say reggae for sure because that's the always the, a great go-to to get the party moving. Mm-hmm. Or your or your New York, it's just a little random, right? All right, you you play dreams and nightmares. Oh, definitely. Come on now, you know I'm, <laughs> you know I'm throwing that in there. Come on now, I'm just throwing out like the 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 most random. He say I things. gotta mark it off the checklist. You feel <laughs> me? I go down I go down the list. I'm like, yeah, I gotta throw him in there. Just let him know know where I came from. You feel me? Right. That, that's how I'm gonna hit home every single time. <laughs> yeah. I think we were just talking about some shit like that. We were like, what's the top ten songs that you really play? Uh, that just know the club gonna go crazy. We were saying dreams and nightmares or some shit yeah, like I that. I feel like you can't mess with that shit like anytime. Oh what? That bitch gonna hit every time. You gonna talk and shit. It feels like everybody can relate. That's all it is. How many years are we going on now with that record? It's gotta be what? Six? Be close to 10. Yeah, oh, I was shit. just about to say 10? it's definitely close to 10. It's definitely, yeah, about 2013. Definitely close to 10 for yeah, sure. So That's crazy. Yeah, shit been, yeah, it should been going for a minute. <laughs> And Finito too. No, I ain't gonna count that Finito yeah. shit. That that's gonna be a forever banger. A uh, Nardo coming up. What's it called? That Who Wants Smoke? I feel like that's gonna be one of them tracks that's probably gonna last too for a long time. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I yeah. could definitely see just that. Just cause I, uh, how that bit knocking. I ain't gonna yeah. count that bit. No, nah, I just said I, that's why I said Finito. Finito. What's it called before that one? But yeah, Finito. I'm trying to think what what other one. Kodak got some good ones too. 
Skrilla. And Kodak. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey. And No Flocking. Yeah, No Flocking, yeah. Yeah, No Flocking definitely going to be one that, that, that'll that be around for a good little while. That probably got another decade on it for real. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. And it mixed well, too. What was it called? With, 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 with the cultures. Yeah, I was going to say with damn near anything. Um, I was surprised by his last album just how many like hit worthy records he had on that one well with kodak yeah oh definitely i ain't gonna cap to you a lot of people be sleep on kodak like yeah. just because the little shit he be doing but i ain't gonna cap to you kodak be coming on a whole different versatility it's about versatility that's why i be telling niggas when it come down to artists it's not about like what you say well it do matter what you say and i ain't gonna say that but it's really just how you gonna paint that picture for people and right. see it make it feel like how where you how you coming from like every time we hear a kodak track it feel like i'm in florida no matter yeah. where it is, no matter what tracking you on, I'm gonna feel like, oh yeah, I'm on the beach with Kodak. No matter if he's in New York or he in LA, I feel like, okay, when he hop on that track, here come Florida. I feel so it. So you feel like um, Kodak aside, do you feel like Finito and like songs like that get the most reactions? Uh, definitely, yeah. Like you can definitely feel it. If I play Finito right now in the club, like, and there's at least 200 people in that bit, at least. 199 is gonna turn up <laughs> at least because i don't know it's just they just got a well culture track it, it just went it mixed through all the cultures so that's all it takes really to get that that top banger for real in the club as long as the 808's knocking in that yeah. thing and, and you're really saying oh i wouldn't say really saying something but as long as uh it got a good bounce to yeah, it i'm gonna blow new jersey up yeah. <laughs> everybody love that part right there. you know you've never been in new jersey like, yeah. in new jersey like what the hell we did <laughs> <laughs> that nigga said for chicago for the cup blue blow new jersey so, up like, blow yeah. new jersey up like damn that was a hard bar though <laughs> yeah. to random but hey you said something with that one gangster <laughs> yeah nah so that's dope um i mean tell us more just about your dj and experience how did you end up meeting seti shit i met said a long time ago well not really a long time ago we was in high school i used to see him at regency mall all the fucking time randomly like and i remember one it was like one random moment when he came up to me and he said something about my face he was like oh yeah that bit hard bro I'm like bro what i got on is nothing I, I thought he was playing tight shit. Yeah. but then like later on after high school tight shit, i seen him like i used to see him all the time like from like the studio or whatever like maybe but we actually met up like before we i used to see him at the studio we met up at like a, a random house party and we was just i was in the living room he pulled up in there and he was like hey cuz i'm gonna start rapping bro i really did want to want you to help uh, help me tight shit. Yeah. i was like damn I just started DJing. Yeah. So shit, I'm really gonna help push your shit for, for real, for real. So literally after that moment, I used to see him all the time, like at little different studios and shit like that. And he used to tell me, hey, cuz pull up on me. What's it called? I'm, I'm finna go record at the studio. I just want you to hear what, what I think type shit. And we used to, we also had like a couple other homeboys that uh who rap uh who were rapping and shit like that. So they used to do songs and all type of shit. And we used to also have like this little house over the um Smith Street. And we used to wake up like down there every single morning. These boys used to be in that bit faithfully every morning <laughs> till late at night. What was it called? Just uh, rapping for real, for real. So that shit was the real deal. Like, uh, it shit was crazy. Like yeah. thinking, like thinking back to that shit. For yeah, real. I bet you seen some legendary moments on. The oh comment. no, what's it called? That's why I be telling people like when I be real deal telling like where we came from type shit. I be showing them like, bro. Nigga started in a fucking kitchen right. <laughs> type shit. And y'all like, started literally at the same time. You feel me? Come up at the same time. Yeah. Niggas start. What's it called? Niggas was recording in the kitchen and any basically anywhere they could get in and fit in. Niggas was trying to just try and record. And then what's it called? Also, my homeboy uh, over there at FMG. Them boys had a. Uh, he built like a whole little studio out his mom's house. So niggas used to pull up over there and record. And what's it called? He really helped them boys develop their sound and really get right for real, for real. So it's really. It's like a whole net full of people really kind of pushed up all at the same time type shit. Yeah. Nah, man, that's dope. That's a great success story because uh, it's it's amazing to see what you and Seti have accomplished, you know, where y'all are at. Um, it definitely is it's inspiring, you know, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> we slipping. We like 30 minutes in. You ain't even explain your DJ name. Oh, okay, okay, okay. First question. Uh, no, what's it I'm tripping. No, what's it called? So DJ Harriana, uh, I don't know if you know it, but it, it's it came from a BT cipher. Mm -hmm. So uh, back in the G, I used to 
sell shoes and shit like that. I, well, I, I don't sell as many shoes as I used to, but I, I'm real big on sneakers and shit like that. Yeah. But back in the day, you used to take pictures of your shoes and whatever like that. And we used to have like different little Facebook groups where we would sell shoes and shit in. So uh, literally, I needed like a, a watermark or something like that. So because people used to steal your pictures of your shoes. Like yeah. if your shit was clean <laughs> as fuck, someone might try to steal your shit and try to post it as their what you wear today type shit. Right. And you'd be like, wow, what the fuck? Like some weird shit. Yeah. But uh, so basically what we used to do is get like little watermarks and put them in like the corner picture. So like, okay, yeah, for sure that's mine. But uh, I just needed one, and I was like, "Damn, I need something that's gonna be like catchy." But I don't know, I don't know, like a picture or whatever it might be. I don't know how to do it. I don't, I don't know. But it was just one day. I was it was BT Awards. It came on, and it do Royce the Five Nine. He was oh, in the yeah, cipher. Yeah. Oh yeah, the uh, the slaughter game. Yeah, 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 yes sir, yes sir. And he just randomly said it. he was like uh something something hi Rihanna. Oh yeah, he was doing everybody like hi Rihanna. Yeah, you feel yeah, me? yeah, I remember that. And then at the end he was like oh bye Rihanna, but. Literally, that's where I got that shit from. So I, I literally, that night I heard it. The next day I woke up, made a hoodie, and I started putting it on literally every single one of my shoot <laughs> pictures. So literally, I was just known for Hariana at the end of the pictures. Yeah. It just started from shoes, really. And then I really built up to be a DJ. I, and it was so crazy because at first that nigga didn't even have like no thing of DJing. It was really just all shoes. Like I'm just putting it in there just to make sure people don't steal my pictures. I just want Hariana on the end of the picture. Like, that's dope. Yeah, don't take my shit, bro. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and then yeah. they'll be like, because at the end of the day, a nigga take that shit be like, damn, Hariana, what does that mean? It's like, exactly, nigga. What, what does it mean, for real? <laughs> but yeah, it really just developed from that simple shit, for real. Was you crushed when she got pregnant? Oh, no. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I might have to have a couple words with ASAP later on down the line. Man, I see that nigga. We gonna squabble. <laughs> <laughs> if that's really what it was gonna be, I was gonna, I was gonna come to it like calmly. But one, one way for the show to I take gonna, a woman. I was definitely gonna walk a whisper. Man, ain't shit. I was gonna have to whisper in that ear. Hey, brother, listen. You got me so fucked up right now. You don't even know it. I put these paws on that nigga. You know what I'm saying? That nigga gonna turn around and put that nigga right there in the headlock. <laughs> Put that nigga in a torture rack. You feel me? <laughs> I'm mean, on that nigga ass. I said, hey, cause you ain't have, you ain't even had to do that, bro. Y'all had to have run into that nigga at Rolling Loud or something. Hell nah, 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 not yet, not yet. I'm on, hey, brother, I'm on your ass. <laughs> I hope Rihanna with you. It's, it's shit gonna get awkward, real awkward, <laughs> for real. But yeah, man, I'm on, I'm on dog ass though. I ain't gonna count. He got me fucked up for real. That's, that's my little lady. And it's so crazy because one of the other reasons why I named myself was Hiring on is because my mom's from Barbados. Uh-huh. Oh, word, word. Yeah, same place she from. So, yeah, so. Okay, so you felt like y'all had a little connection. Yeah, yeah, there, connection over that. now. Okay. Because you had the child, but it's okay. Oh. <laughs> it's just it's still DJ Hariana. For she, right now, she just she just doing a little cheating, bro. She'll be. Yeah, back. it's okay. It's okay. Shit, I just a little, just a little baby. I ain't, you know ne- I, mean? I ain't never Dude, had nothing against daddy. a stepdaddy. Dude, you feel me? You feel me? Stepdaddy. What is it? <laughs> I'm not. The, I'm not the stepdaddy. I'm the dad that stepped up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's definitely for real. Hey, brother, don't be mad at me. Hate the game, brother. I'm just here to support. I'll be like ASAP, son. <laughs> Do you want braids or your haircut today? <laughs> I'll make sure he gets some dreads. Yeah, My brother then switched over, as you see. So, since we, you was just talking about sneakers and shit, man. Let's talk about the clothing line, Creep. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, Creep sir. Yes, sir. Yes, bro. sir. How you got into that? Shit, I always wanted to have like a clothing line back when I was a kid, for real. And I used to tell, that was like one of my things. Like, I was really big into fashion, for real, for real. And I used to tell my mom, like, I want to have a clothing line. And she used to hit me with the, you know how to sew? Uh, I'm like, nah. <laughs> she was like, well, if you want to have a clothing line, you got to sew. And I'm like, nah, okay. I ain't going to sit here and learn how to sew. Uh, like, especially when, what's it called? when you're young, you don't even feel like that's for you. So just like, okay, cool. Fuck it. I'm not, I'm just going to throw it away. But at the same time, I'm still going to have that vision. But I used to have like, uh, I still have it to this day, this notebook. I used to sketch up different little drawings of uh, what I wanted my clothing line to be. It used to be called Swag Skills. And really, what's it called? I was like, okay, cool. I, I want my belts to look like this, my shoes to look like this, and my shirts to look like this. But uh, later on down the line, I was like, especially when COVID hit, I was just like, damn, I really want to have that second, or not really a second source of income. I want to do something that I love and have a passion for, but I never got to do it, for real, for real. And I was like, my clothing line, of course. I can do it right now. I just need a name and see what I can roll with it. So and the nigga came up with Creep. 
And it it's not really like something negative or anything like that. It was just really just going through what I was going through during my time. I just, again, not being from here, you don't know who's for you. You don't know who's really going to support you. You don't know uh, who's really going to stab you in the back, all type of different shit. So yeah. really, Crete really stands for it. Knowing real exposes every personality. You just got to know who you surround yourself with, positive, negative, whatever it may be. So it's really just I wanted to surround myself with people who want to see me win and want to show genuine love for real, for real. So even when you put on creep, people look at him like, damn, bro, uh, what the hell? You got creep on. But at the same time, it really stands for something. When you tell people, they're like, oh, shit, damn, it really hits home because you got to watch your surroundings for real, for real. You don't know who's out here to get you. You don't know who's ready to steer you to, uh, to evil, all type of different little shit. So. It's really just an eye opener for real, for real. Especially when people look at it, like that's why I try to make all the designs more vibrant and bright, or even not not so much more toward death, but it's for, really supposed to be for awareness to get away from that death. Yeah, for real. Okay. So, um, far as the designs and shit, do you like come up with that? Yeah, what's it called? Uh, a lot of the designs is really just. Really come from the heart. I ain't gonna count to you. I really just be thinking. I'm like, I'll see random shit, and I'm like, damn, I want a t-shirt like this, but I want to add this little, uh, this little suede to it. Yeah, yeah. I seen this one. This one hard. Oh yeah, yeah. What's it called? Yeah, yeah. That, that's one of my favorite yeah, ones. I ain't gonna count. Hard. Stay dangerous one. But like a fire rug. Oh, definitely. I ain't gonna count to you. But uh, when I first uh, with that one, I really came up with that bit from my dog Jesse. Uh, almost dead yet. And really, uh, he used to draw like different little drawings for me back in the day, just like little different sketches. And he's really talented. He was just like, yeah, bro, I just want to shoot you this. Uh, I used to have like little concerts I used to do. And he used to like draw me with like a, like a skeleton version of me with like maybe the artist that's coming just just for something to post. Yeah. And you just really just showing love. So I, like I remember when I uh, was first from the start, I was just like, bro, I need to hit dog up and see if he can really deal, help me put that bit together for real, or at least have like a vision so he can like draw it out. So he drew out like the little first one with the cup. I forgot what picture I sent him, or he was just lo- going through like the like the people who was around type shit. And it might be even me. It might be. I think I, what's it called? It was a picture of me. Uh, me, Seti, and and Chot. When I sent to him, I was like, I don't know. I just wanted uh, wanted something that kind of represents us type shit. He was like, okay, I got I got the perfect thing. So literally drew something up. He sent me the first design. I'm like, oh damn, this be hard as fuck. And I started showing like the people who I was around. They was like, oh shit, boy, this be hard as fuck. You need to put that bit on the tee. So it really started from there. And I was like, okay, I, I got somewhere to start with. Now I need to build like this and on this level, on this level. So it's really been a, a process too. It's a learning experience. And it's just something, again, you just got to take it day by day. You can't really rush through it. What's the hardest part about having the brand? Oh man, I ain't gonna. It's not really. You would think the hardest part about getting the brand is the support, but it's really just staying focused and staying consistent for real. Yeah. And because a lot of things can deter you when it comes to that, on that aspect, you got to learn the business. You got on, on the aspect. It's not all about the designs. It's about the. Uh, you got to know how to market your shit. Yeah. But it really, it, when you get down to it, people think it's going to be easy for real, for real. Yeah, and, nah. and they think it's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to slap my logo on the T-shirt and that's about it. No, <laughs> no, cool. And then what's it called? When they do it, they're like, cool, I made my money. Now what? You got to yeah. put that same money you just made back in to get some new shit. So really, it's like when you first keep going, you're not really making money for real, for real. You really yeah. kind of just elevating <laughs> that's it you got the same money you might you might plus up a little bit and, and if you know how to save your money and put this to the side okay cool i'm gonna say this but but in in my head when you're really doing that you're really just taking that same money and putting it into another thing because you might want to start with a shirt yeah. and then you take that money you you done made x amount of dollars on the, uh from the shirts and then you're like shit now i want to i want to restock because people are still asking for those same shirts now i gotta restock and now shit i want to drop a hat with it yeah so now I got to drop a hat with it. Now I got to take that money that I made with that, about that. And so really, it's it's the recycling money. It's like, when is the end goal? Like, but it's not no end goal. You got to keep going. If that's really your passion, you're going to see it for real. Yeah. How do you do your orders? Do you like print them all? You do like pre-orders or you do like you print them all, print a bunch at once? When I started, when I first started, I did pre-orders like... I didn't even know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember, I sat there on my computer in the in like my my friend's Airbnb, and I was like, "Bro, I think I'm gonna just drop my shit today. Fuck it, I'm just do pre-orders." And I just literally just posted what uh, what the hoodie looked like, and I literally got 
hella pre-orders that day and it kind of worried me because i'm like oh fuck yeah. <laughs> this shit actually came through <laughs> right so i'm like okay cool cool uh what am i gonna do with it so i literally found someone who can make the things and when i went to them the first time uh they actually flipped my hoodies up so now i'm like oh i just took these people money they yeah. just messed these hoodies up and now these people telling me they're not gonna fix them so now i'm definitely worried so i'm like okay cool what am i gonna do now uh so basically i started talking to people i explained what was going on with everything and dog actually ended up kind of fixing he fixed the hoodies yeah, for a lot me of people yeah. understand you feel me them. i'm but, like bro i'm showing them. i'm like bro this is how many pre-orders i got bro like come on bro please work the, with me that's the best way to do it. a lot of people when they fuck up they like to hide it they you like feel me I'm about to duck off the internet for a little bit. Nah, just nah, tell the people, yeah. you got some shit going, give me a couple weeks. You feel me? Because a lot of times when you put the order in with the with the shirt pressing people, it be taking them like, they got so many to do, they be taking them a long ass time what? to get to the shit. And people don't even <clears throat> you understand that. I be like, bro, you be like, bro, I know you got a t-shirt on you. I'm like, bro, you don't even understand. I yeah. gotta order 15 shirts first. Yeah. That's 15 because you just want one. Remember yeah. this. Right. I gotta order the 15. When I put that order in, dog, Got about 300 other orders apparently back right, there. Right, right. <laughs> and now my shit, these 15 shirts that I probably could have did by myself, these 15 shirts is going to take a week and a half. Yeah. For no reason. And then sometimes, like, what's it called? But really, what trips you got is when you actually learn the game and you see what they're doing and you go in there and you're like, damn, bro, you really just took a week and a half for a shirt that you could have did within minutes <laughs> and knocked it out right then and there. Like they, be pre they be pressing them shits up quick as fuck. I'm like, God damn, you could do my shit today, but right, when I wasn't called, I was trying. I literally when I when I when I uh, got those first orders out, I literally stopped my pre-orders and I literally learned how to actually do the hoodies by myself. Okay. I was like, okay, cool, this is what they're doing. I literally started making the hoodies within probably one day, not even one day. I was making hoodies. I was probably making like thirty to forty hoodies within three four hours. And I'm like, okay, y'all boys bullshit with me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really just dealing with that. It's like, okay, cool. Well, now I got to accept that I know what the boy is doing. Cool. But I just got to play the weight game unless I'm really just going to full throttle do it by myself. You feel me? Yeah. But that's really what keeps that strive going. Like, okay, cool. I can't do it by myself right now, but I'm going to push to uh, push to that limit. I'm like, cool. Now, now when I get to that level where I'm by myself now and you boys see me, now you understand, like, cool, I'm gonna show you guys how exactly how this is supposed to work for real, for real. So it's, that, it's really just a building game for real. And that's what makes you feel good in the corporate world too when you uh, grow up because when they people see you at the bottom and they look at you at the bottom, they're like, okay, cool, he's gonna be at the bottom. But, but then when you're, you start coming around and then you start making your way around them, and especially if you're in the same city as them and they see your stuff all over the place, now it's like, oh, damn. Dog real did have yeah, something going, going and, yeah, yeah. and now he's going up for real and he's gonna keep coming. And they want you to a lot of the people want you to fail for real, for real. And they're not gonna tell you you're gonna sit there in the smile on their face and gonna give you whatever they feel like uh they can give you just to get you out their face for that moment. But it really it comes back down to okay, cool, I just see the real in you, cool. I'm gonna play my part, I'm gonna do my good business, and I'm gonna take my business elsewhere or try to build it by myself for real. Yeah. So what you got coming up with the creep clothing? Oh man, a lot of designs. Like uh, right now, I was in my little white period because it was like my little birthday month. But uh, I really took this month to really focus on starting new designs and seeing exactly where I want to go, take the brand onto the next level. But I definitely have tons and tons and tons of pieces in the clip ready to go at any moment. For real, for real. It's crazy how many pieces I really got just sitting in the vault for real. But you see my dog laughing you know what yeah, <laughs> my, my, my dog know it i come to him every single day i'm like hey kill what you think about this what you think about this bro what you think about this you think this is gonna go oh boy that'd be a dumb heart every single time so i, I already know like it, it, i just got to be patient with it that's a lot that's yeah. a, that's the yeah, biggest thing in it. you once. feel me like a lot of people feel like oh yeah i gotta step on the game right now i'm just drop everything i got right now and i'm gonna let these people know exactly how i'm coming and really it's not even about these people is really about just you just yeah, focus yeah. on you brother you gonna make it and that's why i always got to tell myself don't look this way with this brand or this way with this brand just focus on you and just keep going straight because at the end of the day it's your race yeah yeah i notice a lot of the time with the with the clothing lines on the come up you gotta like kind of like drop your shit in seasons i be getting kind of discouraged because we drop uh shit for our clothing brand too and um i be i follow you know market 
They used to be Chinatown Marketplace. Oh yeah, what's I, it's so crazy? I had their shirt on. The, you remember the shirt I just showed you? The two shirts yeah. I just bought. They were Chinatown Market. So I'm following their IG. Like they drop shit like every week, and I'll be like, God damn. Yeah. But it's just because they built up to that system. Yeah. That's all it is. Like that's what the shit that be discouraging people. Like they're like, God damn, this nigga dropping every week, and this, yeah. and he hitting every yeah, time. Yeah, they do collabs like every single every Saturday when I go on their IG. They doing a collab with somebody. I'll be like, God damn. You feel me? But that's just. They, they built their name also that's what they got to do that and then what's it called the crazy part about it is like when you look into like the clothing game a lot of these people are using the same things that you're using and they just won't tell you yeah and you think and a lot of people overlook it and they're overthinking they're like damn i need to get this type of t-shirt this type of t-shirt when really they're using the same t-shirt that you're using that you have on your bed right now yep. you, you feel right. me and they're not just not saying anything about it they're just moving along yeah you just take you the tag me? off the shit you feel me and that's all it be and people be using gilding tees all type of shit and they be selling it at 60 to 100 to 150 i didn't seen gilding a gilded t-shirt for 200 dollars. yeah oh yeah and people paying it <laughs> and they don't even know but then they'll go back to like a, a local person like oh damn bro you're using gilded bro i yeah. can't fuck <laughs> with that shit i said bro you have, you know you have a 200 dollars gilding shirt on right now come on now like but it's just really just staying staying focused and building on what you got for real like whatever design that you have is literally perfect somebody in this world is gonna like it people buy clothes regardless if everybody in this bit right now has on clothes and they had to pay for that shit some type of way yeah. <laughs> and whether you didn't pay for it somebody before you pay for that bit right somebody has to put your shit on rather it's your shit necessity. hard as fuck or rather it's, it's simple whether it's the most complex thing they got to put that somebody got to put it on so yeah. that's it's really just about again finding your markets finding your lane staying in your lane marketing those people who are real deal showing your love for real because those are people who are gonna put you in your million dollar bracket because you know like not everybody's gonna like a, a t-shirt like this anyway right. want a, a big ad dog on the front they might want just some simple yeah one little thing right here and that's what they're gonna rock but i might not even got that in my, my lineup because i don't even like shit like that that's just just me because now i just lost a percentage of uh, my customers but the next person might like uh, what's it called might got some shit like that going on so it's really just finding your market really and just sticking in it and just going hard in that bit for real yeah so back to the music so you drop uh mixtapes and shit is yes sir yes that, sir is there a way that like artists can like submit music do you take any submissions oh yeah what's it called i just started uh so my last my last three tapes i kind of put them out there more for like an awakening like this is what i want to start doing damn near every single month i'm gonna drop a tape just uh to help people put their music out branch out have an actual different avenue that you really don't even got paid that much to get on to so but yeah if you really want to get on that bit you can dm me and, and i'm definitely gonna let you know exactly what is going on i'm gonna actually different at you actually offer you different little packages uh, all type of different little shit so you can be like okay cool i can market myself this way and i'll be telling people when i when if we do business or whatever it may be i'm like bro this is a great opportunity to just just take a hold of it that's it yeah. Right. like any opportunity that you put your money down toward is a great opportunity because you feel in your heart that okay this is going to improve me or it's going to better me that's why you already went ahead and took that step to put your money up any single person who put their money up for anything they believe okay yeah this is what i'm getting this is what i'm gonna do yeah. that's what it is I'm, I'm i'm sticking firm with it but what's it called when you do shit like that i'll be telling them I'm like bro take a hold of this whatever do the extra shit that you feel like because you feel like this is going to help you too like, don't put it all in my hands. I'm a, that's why I'd be trying to explain to people. I'm like, okay, cool. We can move like this with it. We can do a drop. I want you to, if you do submit something, I want you to come up to the studio, do a drop for me, uh, do a video drop. I want you to be vocal on your track. So when your track do come on on that mixtape, they know what, what's it called. It was just, you just threw your song on there yeah. or whatever it may be. You actually right. coming on that bit wholeheartedly and be like, okay, yeah, he, he's fucking with the tape. Oh, he's pushing his shit. And what's it called? He's promoting his shit. Okay, cool. That, that, was, that was money worth it right there. It's going to build you and it's going to help me too because when it comes down to later on down the line, you pushing me and the platform gets bigger and now more people are viewing in and we got more people clicking in and looking on songs and be like, okay, cool. All it takes is one person to come in there and look at the song and be like, okay, cool. I rock with this person. Where he at? They go DM me. Oh, they, yeah, he's right here. This is him. All right. So it's really i just wanted to be like a, a good open platform for everybody to reach out like i might even reach out to a person and be like bro i fought with your music hardest fuck just me personally and I, I don't want nothing from you i just want to fuck with you yeah. and put you on here just so people can hear your shit. 
Like, I don't give a fuck what kind of views you got. I don't care what you, I just fuck with you and your music, and I want to push it. Yeah, that, right. If it's dope, it's dope. You feel me? Like, but a lot of niggas ain't gonna do that. They're gonna try to get the dollar out of each and every person. I'm like, bro, you yeah. can't. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not here for that. Yeah. I'm really here to try to help every single person who really do fuck with me and want to see me win. I want to see you win too, especially if I fuck with your music right. on that level. I be telling Chop all the time, bro. We here together, bro. I'm, I'm gonna push you all the way to the T, no matter what. As long as you going hard, I'm be right there with you, bro. Because I believe in you. I actually listen to your music, and I will put. Uh, what's it called? I put any four uh, foot four for you for, for real, for real. Yeah. To the listeners, like that's not tapped in. Like, what's some of the projects he's dropping? Where they can listen to him at? Oh, live mixtapes. We live on a live mixtape. Shout out my boy Pesh. Deal shit. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? Shout out my boy Pesh. Uh, over there at Live Mix, that you put the whole thing together. Willie Joe, shout out my boy Willie Joe. He put that whole play together for me too, man. Put me in the dough for real. But Live Mix takes, you need to tap in. What's it called? A lot of these artists now, they, they ain't gonna tell you, but a lot of their songs got popping on Live Mix tapes. It's coming back now. So we're gonna go ahead and get that bit going for real, for real. So take your advantage for real. And uh, what's the titles of the mixtapes they can, they can search? Okay, so far we got the first one I dropped was Blessed by Said. That's gonna be. That's probably I, that's probably gonna be one of my favorite like series on that bit. I saw yeah. that. I saw yeah. that. What's it called? It's gonna be a lot of uh, Sids. Uh, we gonna start throwing like exclusive tracks on those. So when uh, he want, wants to drop or something like that, we can just throw it on there and then yeah. like, okay, bro, go tap into the mixtape. There's a couple unreleased Sid songs on there. Right, shit. right. But uh, that's one of them. The second one was the Duval got Duval got something to say. Yeah. So I'm working I've on volume that, two yeah. right now. But uh, the first one. That bit definitely got hella love for real, for real. So that's why I was like, I really want to continue, especially growing from where we at for real, for real. We don't really have no solidified. We we have a music scene now, but it really wasn't always solidified for real, yeah. for real. So that's where I really was like, okay, I got to tap into Duval and whoever wants to reach out and really push through Duval, then yeah, of course, I'm I'm definitely here to help. I'm I'm DJ for a reason. I'm here to spin tracks and help you uh, win and get to that next level for real, for real. Right. But uh, the third one was the female. That Florida, Florida female flow. Okay. I yes, saw sir. That too. Yes, sir. So it's uh, basically all the Florida females. Uh, I put them all on the same mixtape. Right. I'm gonna start doing that too. So every time uh, some more females drop, I'm throwing them on that all female Florida tape. But I, I really want to take it to like a branch of where I'm doing like North Carolina or right, like right. Uh, Atlanta or. But I just got to see exactly how I want to diversify it. Basically. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really excited about them for real, for real. You do a Memphis one. Oh yeah, you feel me? What's it called? And the boys in Memphis be going, going crazy wing on a whole different flow for real. Yeah, they going crazy right now. Yeah, they tired and crazy. So you had any more questions? Nah, man. I think I'm. I think that's it for me. All right. So I guess we're gonna wrap this up. This was really good, man. Oh yes, yeah, sir. This yes, sir. Great I'm doing, doing this episode. I learned a lot. Yes, sir. For sure. Now, so, what's it called? This, dip, this bit definitely was a blessing, bro. For real, for real. Y'all don't yeah. even understand. All right, man. I'll let you plug everything so they tap into mixtapes. You said they could DM you, right? Oh, yeah. They, uh, DM you, me. Yeah. You already know what it's going on. DJ Harion, we in the building. Toronto, Canada, we coming home with it. Stand <laughs> up. We came all the way to Jacksonville, Florida. We finna take this shit over, I swear. But make sure you tap in with me, for real, for real. What's uh what's said next album? It's called uh, well, well said. Well oh yeah, said. Well, what's it called? Yeah, I can't even yeah. forget about my boy. We on the way to the top. Seti Hendrix. If you don't know, go tap in right now. Go online. Seti Hendrix. He's not gonna disappoint. I promise to you. Seti Hendrix. One more time for you because I know you people a little ignorant. Let me <laughs> tell you. One more, I'm looking the camera for you. Seti Hendrix. Don't be mad when he at the top of the charts. He's like, damn, bro. I thought I was just no, no, no. We've yeah. been telling you for real. Yeah, Seti Hendrix. Come on now. Yes, sir. Y'all tap into that. Yes, sir. Sure. Yes, sir. With all that said, we out. <laughs>